Howdy, y'all. Welcome to Yarns and Tales. This would be the second attempt at episode 38. What happened to episode, the, the first edition, the first attempt? Well, this is at the, this point of casting. This is Friday morning. Okay. Normally I do these Thursday afternoons. Well, Thursday afternoon came up and well, I couldn't hold my eyes open. Yeah. It was one of those scenarios. I got so sleepy and so tired and my brain just scattered to the wind like dandelion seeds when you puff on them, blow on them. Just whoom. And I managed to pull through. I was drinking my dandelion root tea. So I managed to finally get awake. And it was... um late afternoon somewhere after four around four thirty and I said okay I can do this I can I can talk to my my people so I work on it and well 32 minutes later I had a recording oh my gosh it was awful I mean it was terrible my brain my thoughts they were more scattered than usual you know kind of one of those things so this terrible recording i almost decided to keep it and i'm like okay you know i'm gonna keep it real because that's who i am you know what you hear is what you get and I tried. I listened to it. And honestly, I sat there and I got to the end of it and I was like, I would not want to sit and listen to 30 minutes of this crazy woman babbling up and tangent hopping from one topic to another. And there's, there was zero cohesion. And I was like, I'm not going to do that to you folks. I was awful. So, I decided it was a better idea to just trash the whole thing and be a little better focused this morning. So, this morning, I am a little better focused. I can't promise a whole lot. (laughs) But it's Friday the 13th. Now, me, personally, I love... Friday the 13th. I hold no superstitions to them. None whatsoever. When I was in grade school and high school and and whatnot, teachers loved to throw tests on those days. Ace them every time. You know, everybody else is all crazy and nutted up. Oh, it's Friday the 13th. I'm gonna, all the bad stuff's gonna, devil's gonna get me. And all this other superstitious stuff sorry about that my mouth is not cooperating 
So, uh, yeah, I love Friday the 13th. Of course, the number 13 don't bother me neither, because in school, I was always on roll call number 13. It didn't faze me one bit. So, anyhow, I am coming at y'all this morning. For me, it's morning. By the time y'all get it, it will be afternoon or evening. But that makes no difference. It's me, Rev Lee. You know, the goofy southern lady who talks about yarn and tells tales. So, I am going to... I am proud to announce I finished a whip. Yes, I did. I finished it um earlier this week. I was so proud of myself. I finally... It's a scarf. But... The yarn, now I can't promise how old the yarn is, but I just got tired of looking at it. So it was that purple and black um, scarf I'd been working on. I finished it. Yay me. <laughs> but it was, uh, I made it out of that Bernat Super Stripes. It was, um, okay. The color name is Bee in Purple. No kidding, that's what it's called. Holding the sleeve here from it. But, um, yeah, I finally got it done. I just used the, the skein, what there was of it. I just started knitting. Um, cast on, oh, no, bonus on the sleeve. It was, a. Uh, a clearance item from Walmart, buck and a half for the whole skein of yarn. And it turned out beautifully. I'll take a picture of it and post it. Uh, yeah. But anyway, all I did was just cast on, um, honestly, I don't remember how many I cast on. This was one of those spur of the moment, I just feel like doing this kind of projects. And just been working on it. So it turned out very nicely. The scarf is, um, see what did I measure it at? It's 47 and a half inches long. So it's, it's a cute, quaint little scarf, you know. It's nothing that you can sit there and tie your boyfriend up with or, you know, your children to the dining chair seat so they'll sit still for a few minutes. It is not one of those length scarves. But it is a nice scarf. So that's all I was concerned with. That I made a nice scarf to bleed off my excess thinking and energy. So one whip down. Still got many to go. Because I discovered another whip in... um one of my containers and well I know I started it more than a couple of years ago because well I can remember roughly when I did it so it's a scarf still in motion using some really thick bulky yarn on some big needles so i wanted a, a scarf that was gonna go real quick <laughs> yeah 
it went real quick into the whips, you know. So, I discovered it. So now it has been moved up to the top of the line, which this got me to thinking. Do y'all ever put a date on the last time you worked on a whip? You know, that is something that might be a good idea. You, When you put a project down, you need to keep a little note card in there with it and put a date. You know, the last time you touched it or worked on it, just notate the date. And that way, when you come back around to it, you can know whether or not to be proud of yourself or laugh hysterically at the ancient date on it, you know? So this is something I'm going to start doing. I'm going to start dating, put a little, you know, just a simple little index card. And you just write the date on it. When you go to put it up, just date that. And then, you know, if you work on it several times in a day, you've only had to put the date on it once. And then if you don't come back to it for a day, a month, two years, yeah, you know, that kind of thing. It might help you keep an eye on what it is you're working on but that's my idea that's my my little genius idea today is put a date card with your whips and that way you can keep an eye on the last time when you touch that critter and either you give yourself a pat on the back or giggles it's up to you but something else i was going to talk to y'all about this deals with um with projects um earlier this week on my facebook page for yarns and tales i had posted a an article about swatching well it got me thinking as a reason i posted it when i learned to knit i was 12 ish and I had a friend's sister teach me, but that was the extent of it. She taught me how to cast on and how to do a knit stitch and a purl stitch, and that was it. And then she was she was up visiting her little sister, who was my friend, and then she was back off to Florida where she lives. No one else around me knew how to knit. And so, from there, any and everything I learned was of my own doing. And books, they always gave. they tell you patterns. They would, and this here was in the 80s. So, everything I picked up and everything I had access to, which was pretty much the school library and the public library, but I had no elders around to better inform me of knitting. I never learned about swatching. I never was, it was never explained to me how important that might be. So here I am, 30 years later. Yes, I am an awesome 42. Soon to be 43 come October. So here I am, 30 years later, and I still do not swatch. I love to just pick up a project and run with it, 
See what happens. See what falls out. Because that's what I've always done. Now my question to y'all is, do y'all swatch? I mean, you can take the swatches once you're done and after a while you get enough of them. You can build something out of it. But like earlier this year when I was doing the whole uh, learning to do a new stitch, I built a square and that was just an arbitrary. I didn't pay attention to the to the real gauge of it with the yarns I was using because most of the yarns were, you know, leftovers, which was the whole point of that exercise too, was using up leftover yarns and learning new stitches. It was a twofer. But when you start a dedicated project, you know, one with a very, you're, you're following a pre-made pattern, a someone else's genius writings on how to create something. Do you design, do you follow through with a swatch in order to know what you need to do? Or do you just jump headlong into it and go, you know what? I like this color. I like this texture. I like this size yarn. Ooh, I've been wanting to use this size needles. And do you just jump in? Do you grab your hook and that yarn that, you know, you bought special and go, this is what I'm going to do. Do you just jump right in and not worry about the the gauge and make a swatch? So, I personally, I don't. I'm just 30 years of not doing it. I really don't do it now. Hadn't really thought about it. And so, the article that I'm referencing, you can find it on my, the podcast page on Facebook, which is facebook.com slash yarns and tails. But the article is, let me scroll up the page here. It's from Classic Elite Yarns called Gauge Part 2, Swatching and Measuring. Measuring. So, now, the article is very well written, and it's real simple instructions on the proper way to swatch in case you don't, and in case you want to learn, instead of being like me who says, just run out all chaotic and organic, just do what will. That's my favorite way to do it, you know, it's just fun. So anyway, that was what I was going to actually talk to y'all about today was swatching because I don't do it. I mean, 30 years in, I don't do it. Will I ever learn to do it? Honestly, I have no idea. At this point, I don't write enough professional um, patterns, I guess, that I, I see a need for me to do it. But if I need people to follow through and better understand size of things, I guess I should probably learn, shouldn't I? Or I can just call my patterns wild woman and let, you know, let the snippets and the threads fall that may. (laughs) I don't know. 
all in all, I'm way more organized today. Oh, the zebra saga. Let me get y'all clued up. I said last week that I didn't know if I was going to keep the glove and add a thumb or if I was just going to rip it and start over. I decided to keep it. And I decided to add a thumb. Now, the thumb is in the that funky shade of green that my daughter's scarf is being made from. So I have these black, white, and gray fingerless gloves with this awesome shade of funky green thumb hole for it. And it is adorable. Seriously. I thought it would just, well, it would be awful. But no, the the green and that the excess grays in this supposed zebra stripe, it works out beautifully. So I still have, you know, the loose threads hanging off the my my this glove but it looked i was like ah she doesn't like the you know poor zebra striping concept but with the green on there i really like it so i am now halfway through doing the second glove i'm like because it's on dpns i'm 24 rounds in out of a total let's see i've got to go to 33 before i do the thumb hole and then i'll do 10 or 12 more rounds and then i'll bind off there and then i'll go back and i'll pick up with my smaller my uh size 4 dpns the glove itself is being done in size 6 dpns the thumb hole i'll go through in the size 4 dpns and i'll pick up 24 stitches because it's 12 out of the section so i've got four needles pick up six stitches each and then i'll do i think i've decided 10 rounds in the green it looks awesome it really does it's got a nice funky flare to it so it'll look really good this colder season you know for the two weeks and you know sometime that georgia gets cold if we're lucky we might get three weeks of cold then i can wear them then so i look forward to it actually getting cold here but that's the update on the the, the fingerless gloves that aren't zebra after all so i literally when i get done will be able to say i have green thumb um other follow-ups oh the zebra yarn i said i was going to go on the hunt for that well i had a few of my yatters come through thank you donna and uh, a few hints along the way that um a company called knitters brewing they offer custom dyed zebra yarn and she found it in a sock kit. Now, the sock kit runs $24. The custom yarn runs 22 So, it's up to you if you want a sock pattern or if you just want yarn. Um, 
but it is a just black and white custom dyed it looks gorgeous on the sock they use as a display model I also found zebra yarn on Etsy the seller there is asking 26 for a skein so I am still on the look for any other custom drop custom dies or if anybody sells a legitimate true to its name zebra yarn um but aside from that that is the update on the zebra saga and the glove saga and my very happy pat on my back finishing of my scarf and swatching well folks i think that pretty much covers a fairly decent amount and i have been non-stop and my throat is starting to feel it but this is a wonderful friday the 13th um y'all be careful out there i hope y'all do well if you're sick get well rest if you're well stay well because the weather is getting ready to change up on everybody and you know how that goes whether you're in the office in a school or whatever people end up sharing them germs so y'all watch where your hands and your faces go um if you're cold get warm and if you're warm cool off um i can be found several places you can look at the beginning of my website on the home page and that's www.revly.me r-e-v-l-e-a dot m-e you can find all my connections to linkedin and nimble sticks and ravelry and twitter facebook um all those little places i kind of i have a social presence some more than others but that's just the way it goes ain't it um i'm wrapping up i'm getting out of here i have a lot more i need to do today because i was a lazy bum goof yesterday <laughs> y'all take care bye y'all <laughs>